I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome everybody to Rapid Fire, sponsored by Vortex Optics. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and you can join us every week if you go to capegunworks.com, click on the Rapid Fire icon and get signed up. When we go live, you'll be notified. We want you to be a part of the chat. You can also call into the show um, as we record it. Uh, we'll put that number up on the screen so those who are listening online can call in. But you can also join the conversation by typing into the chat. If you go to whatever social media platform you like, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Parler, Twitch, Daily Motion, Telegram, Rumble, and we're back on Getter. I think Getter had a little reset and they're starting to get their ducks in a line, ducks in a row again. Uh, our handle is at Cape Gunworks. So we want to. Yeah, Joe Rogan's on Getter, right? That's why. They're probably getting their heads out of their you-know-whats because Joe Rogan is moving over. So anyway, um, we, uh, we're we glad to be back on there. But our handle is at Cape Gunworks. And if you go to whatever, um, you know, wherever you find your social media sources, we stream live on YouTube and all those other platforms that have us. But you can also join us live on the show on our website now. So just at capegunworks.com. We're broadcasting the show live there whenever we record. So generally speaking, we do it on Wednesday afternoons. So that seems to be the time that just kind of works with our schedule. But we reserve the right to do it whenever the heck we want and sometimes do. So <laughs> we've, uh, we've used that to our advantage several times when we've had someone sick or going out of town or whatever. So, you know, it, it can change by a day or two. But I would say the law of averages says that you're most likely to find us going live on Wednesday afternoon, recording the show that will you know, air on WCRN, WXDK, and WRKO, and maybe more. We're exploring that idea uh, this weekend. So it, it airs on the radio on Saturday and Sunday, depending on what station you listen to. So we're glad, however you listen to us, that you actually take the time to listen to us and join the only dedicated to a radio show in New England that's dedicated to all things uh, guns, firearms, freedom, and self-defense. So there you have that. And uh, we're glad you're here. And you may have heard us on uh, the Grace Curley show as well. We do an episode on, on that show every Tuesday for 2A Tuesdays between 2 and 2.45 basically around 2.05 we come on and we're there till about 2.45 so we're also like simulcasting that so if you are signed up to watch us on Rapid Fire you'll also be notified when we go live on the Grace Curley show that one is very consistent we're always in that time slot and so we take a lot of calls on the Grace Curley show so 
If you have a 2A question, you can call us there or you can call into the show as we record it live here. So either way, we'll get your questions answered, whether you type it in or call in and whatnot. So we're happy that uh, people are interested in 2A topics. And one thing that's almost universally true whenever I'm on either the Howie Carr show or the Grace Curley show or even local talk radio when I've been on in the past is it lights up the phone lines. People want to talk about guns. They like guns. They like freedom. They want to, uh, you know, talk about the things that they're passionate about. And surprisingly enough, um, guns are a hot topic. And especially now where um, you have politicians that are rabidly anti-gun and are committed to taking your rights away. And Grace Curley had a good point on Tuesday about the law professor who actually wants to redefine the Second Amendment in the Constitution. Like, oh, I think it's kind of run its course and now we got to redefine it. And the reason they want to do that is because they're on the wrong side of history. They know that the rights are granted by our creator and government just recognizes their rights. But that doesn't work so good with gun control because that takes them out of the driver's seat. So gun control only works if the government is granting it to you as a privilege. So, you know, they want to look at gun guns like a privilege, like like a driver's license. That's something that, hey, I'm sorry, but, you know, you're just not qualified to get that. So we're going to say no. And they'll have a right to say yes or no. Whereas most states are shall issue that. In other words, if you're not a prohibited person in any way, shape or form, then you get a license. Or even better are the 22 states that are constitutional carry. So you don't have to ask government for some stupid ID that says you can or can't own a gun. They're like, you can own a gun because you're a citizen or you're a resident alien and our our rights are extended to you or your rights are inherent under the Constitution. It is an inalienable right. And I say that a little different than inalienable, how I was raised to say it, because if you think about it, the right is unalienable. You can't attach conditions to it. That's the way the forefathers wrote it. It's not, um, it's not, here's your rights, providing we grant them to you. It is something that you can't attach conditions to. And they realize, oh shoot, under strict scrutiny of the Constitution, we're way off the reservation. We are so far out on the tree limb that all it's going to take is one judge to strike the entire thing down. And they don't like that. So now law professors like, yeah, I think it's time. The Second Amendment has run its course. Let's, uh, let's redefine the Second Amendment. Maybe it shouldn't be a constitutional right. Excuse me, microphone malfunction. Um, maybe it shouldn't be a constitutional right. Uh, you know, enumerated right anymore. Um, <laughs> and the basic right to self-defense is, you know, the most basic human right. So, yeah, go figure. Um, but that's what they want to do. So, uh, because they're on the wrong side of history. They're on the wrong side of the argument. And an overwhelming majority of Americans believe in the right to keep and bear arms. They might not all believe, you know, you should have machine gun vending machines in elementary schools. Most people don't. 
Uh, and I say that it's an extreme hyperbole of what everybody who beats their chest and says, you know, no gun control. Well, we all believe in a certain amount of gun control. And the argu- the the scale is all over the map from like you should only be able to keep a gun at the gun club or you should only be able to keep, you know, a shotgun in the home for defensive purposes or you should only be able to keep uh, one gun in the home for defensive purposes or the other extreme is it's America. I have rights. I should be alone. Whatever gun I want, keep as many of them as I want, wherever I want, in whatever condition I want. And recognize that there's responsibility inherent to owning those guns, that it's my responsibility as the owner to keep those guns in a safe and responsible way. So that I'm blocking unauthorized access and I'm also uh, making sure that they are secured properly. Um, And that's on me. I don't need a government agency to tell me how to do it. It's my responsibility to do it in a way that is... Um, responsible you know I mean there's there's no other way to put it you know like people don't there's no inherent law that says how you gotta store your steak knives in your silverware drawer right even though those could be used for deadly reasons Um, but it's on the responsibility of those who own them to use them responsible responsibly same goes for guns so all right well, more about that after this. If you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license, we have regularly scheduled LTC classes here at Cape Gunworks, including ladies only and a recently added couples class. So go to capegunworks.com to get signed up today, and we will be right back. Don't go away. I'm Toby Weir. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC-3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC-3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low-light shooting, and because the reticle is glass-etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target up to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC-3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC-3. Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks. Excited about the change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, 
Take a class and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. This is Toby Leary, your host. The only radio show around that is all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And we're glad you're here, so make sure you join us every week by going to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire. And before the uh, break, I was opining on our constitutional rights that are recognized by our government and, uh, you know, how... The government has recently been taking the, uh, a little bit more of a hard stance at trying to take the rights away with the exception of, I would say, the middle. And I would say the middle of the you know, Democratic Party or the Republican Party have seemed to have fled the gun control issue because they know how many people believe in the right to keep and bear arms in this country. And so... They know it's a lightning rod of an issue, especially in the last two years when people have seen uh, movements to defund the police and let criminals out of jail because of COVID and seen riots in cities and burning and looting and robbery in daytime and, and uh, you know, in the heavily gun-controlled areas of the country. And so these people have recognize like, hey, maybe I am my own first responder. And what is the great equalizer is a gun? I've never owned a gun, never wanted a gun. I've never felt like I needed a gun, but now I do. And so maybe I'm going to get a gun. And I don't want government to be taking those rights away now when I feel like I need it more than ever. And so there is a mass exodus happening from some of the most gun controlled and heavily regulated areas of our country. They are experiencing mass exodus. New York City, Illinois, LA, um, a lot of these areas and people are moving out and they're going to uh, greener pastures, you know, where gun control is not such a hot button issue. My only concern is, are they going to move out and then vote people in that are very similar, similarly minded people that will end up taking the gun control, you know, debate up again and being on the wrong side of that. So, you know, we'll see. Time will tell about that. But there's one thing's for sure is that there is a mass exodus from heavily gun controlled uh, high crime areas. And so I think it should be. So, um, you know, people who want to exercise their rights, you know, should move to an area that they can. You know, and I say that living behind the lines here in Massachusetts, understanding that, um, yeah, we're in a very heavily restricted gun controlled area. And, um, you know, the all the nuance that goes into that and how to become or stay a, a compliant, responsible, law abiding person in the Commonwealth is not always an easy task. And it's usually done on. Uh, any violations are done ignorantly, which we know is no excuse for the violation of the law. Even those 30,000 laws on the books in, with regards to firearms, you're expected to know it. And even the law enforcement, like we had 
Jared Yanis on a few months ago, and uh, he was a law, law enforcement uh, person for officer for a long time, 24 years. And I said, how hard is it in the Commonwealth to be a cop? And and he said, it's extremely difficult. The average uh, police officer has multiple weeks of training on firearms law and still don't know, doesn't know it all. And they're the ones enforcing the law. So you who aren't, you know, out in the public space every day interacting with uh, law and violations of law are expected to know how what to do and how to do it to be compliant. Yeah, that's why most of the questions we get when I go on the Grace Curley Show or Howie Carr is, hey, can I do this? Hey, can I do that? Even on the chat today, a lot of questions. Uh, Nomad says, Galil Ace 2, 762 by 39, mass legal? Question mark. Thanks. And absolutely it is. It is not the Galil rifle that the Israeli military institute used to uh, or industries used to run. It is a total redesign. It is that's why they call it the Ace. It's a totally different, um, you know, design. Magwell Fire Control Group, everything else. It's a polymer lower and blah blah blah. Different stock, everything. It's a much much different gun. There's no interchangeable parts with the original Ace. I'm sorry, with the original Galil, and uh, it just stole the name. So uh, there's like Kalashnikov stuff, which if you know. A.K. Advomat Kalishnikov. That's my good Russian accent. Uh, so that's what the A and K stand stand for um, in an AK-47. But yet ah! there's a Kalishnikov KR-9 that we can sell here in mass. It is a 9mm blowback that looks like the AK-47. But it sounds just like that. that different magwell, different operating system different 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 so it is a different gun so there you have it um but anyway uh so there's lots of guns as long as it isn't one of the enumerated guns on the attorney general's enforcement notice which is one of those six guns i believe it is there's a galil there's a uh, fnfal there's a fnfsc there's a Beretta something or other. I forget which one. There's a um, AR-15. There's the you know AK-47, the Uzi, and I believe the Steyr AUG is also on there. So those are kind of the, the general gist of what, what it is. Um, and if it isn't one of those enumerated guns, then we can sell it. And people are like, how do you sell the Tavor? It's not an AR. It's not an AK. How do you sell? How, do, how can you sell the Bren too? It's a, well, it's not an AK-47. It's not an AR-15. It's not a copy or duplicate. And as long as it doesn't have the other evil features, it's in a post-band configuration, we can sell it. Aha! So, yeah, that's that's really the most... You know, Ten hot! <laughs> that's the most important part is what can we sell? And the... The lawsuit that we were involved in um, that ultimately failed uh, was one of those situations where we kind of forced the attorney general's hands to list guns we can sell because they refused to list any guns. Um, and finally, they added some to the website like a Tavor, like a Mini 14 and so on and so forth. So 
um, because there was even gun stores in this state that wouldn't sell a Tavor because they were like, I don't know, based on the guidance she wrote, it's so vague. It, it basically bans every semi-automatic firearm ever made. And we're like, yeah, I know. Uh, but it's not an enumerated gun. So there you go. Um, all right, let's get to a couple of your questions. Uh, Hustle was asking about if an other is legal in mass. And I'm going to say yes with an asterisk um, or an asterisk because uh, there's a hard... And for those of you who don't know what an other is, it's not an NFA-regulated item. So like an AOW and any other weapon is a regulated NFA item that you have to pay the federal government a $5 tax stamp in order to own it. And basically there's certain type of shotgun configurations that like the master key or something like that that's technically an AOW. And um, then there's some rifles or whatever that are in a special configuration. Um, so the other doesn't fit any of those definitions. Um, I know Franklin Armory just came out with one called a Reformation that doesn't have rifling in the barrel. It's got straight pull grooves in it. So it's like a 15 minute of angle gun. I don't know what it is, but it's it's basically a, um, I think it'll shoot like a five inch group at 100 yards. Um, and it they have certain ammo that's very expensive that they're developing to shoot like submanative of angle out of it but it doesn't spin the bullet it's it guides the bullet and therefore it can't be considered a firearm under the federal de definition because it doesn't have rifling and um so they've kind of usurped the, the they're using that to their advantage and so this reformation um they have basically the poor man's sbr so if you think about what an sbr is for it's really for defensive purposes it's a small ar style gun that you can shoot and um you know not have long barrel to swing through doorways etc cetera, etc cetera. so they came up with this thing with a short barrel i think it's 10 inch barrel but it doesn't require an sba tax stamp because under the uh excuse me an nfa tax stamp because under the national firearms act it has to have rifling to be considered a short barreled rifle so if this doesn't have rifling, kind of gets around. So I said all that to say this, that's considered an other. Another configuration of an other is basically uh, it would technically be considered an AR pistol, except it doesn't fit the definition of pistol because it's too long. So the overall length is 26 inches, and it has no stock, so you can't shoulder it, so therefore it can't be considered a rifle. But the barrel is long enough. Um, it's less than 16 inches, so that would make it a pistol, except the overall length is 26, and a pistol has an overall length of under 26. So then the other added feature is it has a vertical foregrip. So a vertical foregrip, um, you can't put on a pistol. So if it was a pistol with a vertical foregrip, that would make it an AOW, any other weapon. But, but because it can't be considered a pistol, they call it an other. It's just the other catch-all category. And it doesn't include, uh, it's not a tax stampable item. So a lot of people are building these others to get around the, 
the tax stamp. Um, so yeah, it's clear as mud, and obviously you gotta have studied this stuff out to make sure you're compliant, but yeah, go figure. Um, so more of your questions in a bit. Um, make sure you wanna go to capegunworks.com and check out the private lessons that we have. We can tailor a private lesson to you, whether it be for pistol, rifle, shotgun, or test out different guns, book one now, and archery. Um, but go to capegunworks.com forward slash privates. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong. And Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Attorney Keith G. Langer, not just a gun rights lawyer, but a fellow gun owner at home on the range as well as in court. I can help you obtain or regain your firearms license, recover or transfer your firearms, and defend you against firearms or other criminal charges. I can also help protect your property with will sets, including trusts, healthcare proxies, and powers of attorney zoning or other permitting issues, as well as collections and civil litigation. To schedule a consultation, call 508-384-8692, that's 
384-8692 or visit my website, kglangerlaw.com. Talk to you soon. All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. And make sure you join us every week by going to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire. And this time of the show, we are joined with our good friend, Keith Langer, who is the 2A attorney here in Massachusetts who can help you with any of your 2A legal matters you might have. Hopefully you never need him, but if you do, he's a good guy to have on your side. Keith, how are you today? Not bad. How are you guys down there in the Cape? Oh, it's beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's tip, you know, situation normal, raining sideways, and uh, <laughs> it's not the most pleasant day out there, but whatever. We'll take what we can get at this point. So, uh, I had a question for you because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that think, you know, we get them every year come like hunting season in Massachusetts where uh, they say, look, I'm a prohibited person from a OUI or from something in my past, but I want to buy a muzzleloader and hunt deer with it and whatever. And and just recently, uh, somebody got charged with possession of a firearm with a antique like Colt black powder pistol. And there was a lot of people on blogosphere and, and out there that in the comments of the news articles that what the heck I thought you could possess an antique firearm if you didn't have a license as long as, you know, it was antique. It wasn't a modern gun. And I figured we'd get you on and to opine on, you know, whether, you know, if you can clear up the, the rumor mill of, about that, can you possess a, uh, antique firearm without a FID or LTC in the state of Mass? Well, can you possess it if it's an antique or a replica of an antique, i.e. made before 1899? Excuse me, 1880. Yeah, 1899. Uh, you can possess it. Can you load it? No. At that point, it's no longer just an antique or a replica. You need a license to have a loaded firearm, you need a license to have the ammunition to load the firearm. Mm-hmm. And that includes, as you know, the bare components, the ball, the powder, the cap. Mm-hmm. So the problem is you want to go hunting during black powder season. Well, that's wonderful, but it's still a loaded gun. Mm-hmm. And even then, that only applies to the antiques and the replicas. If you're using an inline that's not even remotely antique or replica thereof because you're using the uh, special charges and you're using 209 shot shell primers. Right. So back in the old days when you could get an FID card, even if you were a convicted felon, they would give you an FID card after the burn-off period. And that was how a lot of these people were hunting. But the problem is that didn't exempt them from federal law, they were still technically prohibited persons and could be prosecuted under federal law. Hmm. And then in, I believe, 2014, they changed the statute, and that anomalous situation basically went away because if you cannot possess an LTC, that also disqualifies you for an FID. So the burn-off doesn't work, and it was... uh, a vague and illusory relief anyway because you're still a prohibited person under federal law. Yeah. Of course, carrying 
carrying a uh, loaded black powder revolver has been prosecuted as a violation of federal law. That goes all the way back to the Karen decision back in the 90s. Hmm. Sounds like it would be a Karen decision, especially with the way Karens are these days. But uh, ah! um, So let me ask one more kind of twist along this line. What if you're not technically a prohibited person, you're just lazy and you never gone out and got the FID card or the LTC? Could you technically hunt with one in the field if you're under the direct supervision of somebody who's duly licensed? In that case, the license is irrelevant. The type of gun is irrelevant as long as it's legal for hunting. If you are under the direct supervision of somebody who has a license, you can hunt with the gun, you can use the gun on the range, you know that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, uh, it's, that's pretty straightforward. So as long as you're not trying to shoot ducks with a rifle <laughs> or, or something, it's right. a violation of the game laws, yeah, take the Hawken, take the 12-gauge, that's how kids learn to hunt. Right. So there's no way to kind of circumnavigate that, the mass law for FID or LTC. If you're a prohibited person, you're a prohibited person. Don't even think that you can entertain owning a, a black powder gun for personal protection in the home or outside the home. You're, you're exe- you're, you've really, quote unquote, shot yourself in the foot at that point. And, um, whether it's black powder or not. Obviously, you can possess it if it's empty, but once you load it, now the state recognizes it as a firearm, correct? Yeah, if, if you like to collect them, by all means, hang them on the wall because they're not guns. Right. They don't need to be legally secured. But if you're trying to use it in a loaded condition, that's difficult. And about the only exemption that might still survive is if you are a reenactor. So mm-hmm. if you're up here from out of state for a revolutionary war, civil war, whatever reenactment, and you've got your Colt or your 1858 Remington, or if you're old school, your flintlock horse pistol, uh, if you're at Concord Bridge, then it's under a reenactment. That's about the only way you're going to carry an antique or replica firearm charged uh, and not run afoul of the law. Got it. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm reading the article here, and it says the 30-year-old driver from Westbrook was arrested and now faces a variety of charges, including possession of a gun, carrying a dangerous weapon, carrying a loaded gun. So those are the three things he was charged with, even though it was a black powder pistol, which, um, you know, I I think that puts to bed any, any... little bit of wiggle room that someone might think they had. Um, And I know that the comments were hysterical about the man was headed to a duel and, you know, uh, (laughs) going to the OK Corral and everything else. But uh, there was lots of good fodder in the comments section for it. But um, it's... Well, of course, that's because in the story, it wasn't clear that the gun was loaded. It was just that he had this pistol. And they show a picture of the pistol and... If it was loaded, they removed the caps for the photo. Right. So there was nothing to indicate it was loaded, in which case he had an expensive paperweight. Right. It's only the fact it was loaded that makes those charges legitimate. Mm. That's interesting. What? So there's some sort of law that says once the the antique is charged or, uh, you know, 
with a ball and cap and powder that it now becomes under the same letter of the law as a, as a regular modern firearm. Once you once you load it, it's treated as a firearm. Wow. At that point, it's no longer protected by the antique definition because you're required to have a license to have any of the components, whether it's fixed ammunition or not. Right. So that's where the uh, the party ends. And which that's pretty much unique to Massachusetts, is it not? I'm sure there's other states as well, but I think that having ammunition components or even ammunition is not necessarily regulated across the country the way it is in Massachusetts. Um, correct? Are you familiar with any other states that does regulate ammunition? I know New Jersey forbids carrying hollow points. Right. But I don't say you can't possess them, but you can't actually use them. Right. You can't put them in the gun. Uh, so, and in other states, um, the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, you know, I remember reading an article that the black powder pistol was a very um, popular amongst truck drivers or overland haulers that go from state to state to state because most states didn't have a regulation concerning black powder guns, like obviously Massachusetts does. And there are some that do. And there's even a state, I believe it's Michigan, that uh, you need to have a license to possess a black powder gun, um, but other states don't recognize them as firearms, and uh, so a lot of overland truckers or, you know, long haulers are using them for personal protection as they go interstate. Um, obviously, not in the states that they're prohibited, but uh, I remember reading a big article about that, how it, it's grown in popularity. And uh, well, you know, also it wasn't a firearm under federal law. And you're most likely to be dealing with um, the ICC if you're an interstate trucker. Mm -hmm. And since you couldn't carry a regular gun because of conflicting state laws, that was their their option. Right. I <clears throat> I also had a bunch of people taking me to task on NES about some of the information I've given out about the Freedom of Protection Act, Firearms Owners Protection Act, the FOPA. And, you know, I've maintained that you have to have a gun unloaded, locked, separate from the ammunition, not readily available, and you're allowed to pass through all 50 states, free passage. And I always recommend filling up before leaving on your trip and run the gauntlet right through New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and get to a friendlier state before you stop for gas and get your hotel and they're like losing their collective brains over there. And I'm wondering what information am I giving out that's wrong? And uh, do you know anything along those lines that, uh, you know, if you're in a state that isn't necessarily hostile to gun ownership um, and you stop there for an overnight stay in a hotel, uh, you're, you're probably fine, correct? Or is it true that you can't stop in any state? which doesn't make sense because you'd have to stop for gas at some point. Um, or, you know, obviously a constitutional carry state, you're good. But um, what, do, do you hear anything wrong in the advice I've been given? Well, the, the sticking point is stopping. FOPA protects you passing through as long as everything is properly secured. Right. 
And obviously you can stop for gas. It's the overnight thing because if you're not in a state where you're allowed to have it, you shouldn't be able to access the gun. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're traveling across country, that's sort of difficult. So you can keep it locked in your trunk while you're in the hotel room. Okay, that's, that's no more immediate access than when you're driving. But then again, do you want something like that left in your trunk outside your hotel room? So you can do the prudent thing and secure the firearm or bring it in the room with you. Or you can follow the letter of the law, which says that you cannot have access to it in any state to which your access is not legal, which may not be the state you're stopping overnight in. Right. Right. Awesome. Well, thanks for clearing that up. I appreciate the insight every week, Uh, Keith, and we'll put on the chat how people can reach you. And if you need Keith Langer, don't hesitate to give him a call. Uh, We look forward to talking with you every week, and thanks so much. Have a great great week. And if you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license yet, we have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies only, and recently added couples classes. So become one of those families that shoots together and stays together. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Litter. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. Welcome back. Time is flying here on Rapid Fire, and so we're glad you're here. But uh, it's always good to talk to Keith Langer and get our heads screwed on straight because this state makes you crazy. But let's get right down to some questions here. And uh, uh, let's see here. Um, Matt was wondering if we have the car safe from the ad. So if you're watching online, you've seen the Hornady ad on the car safes that they offer and they're awesome they work really good they have an rfid quick access safe that's designed to go in your automobile and it has this bladder that expands between the center console and the passenger seat and then you know whatever you use whether it be the uh, fob or the you know quick access or the keypad on it and your firearm is securely locked inside there for those who do off-body carry before you get in the car, it's probably a good idea to put it in one of those so you still have quick access and et cetera, et cetera. And they cost around 249 bucks, and they are available on our website. So you can order them right there, and they will drop ship to you. Or you can come into the store, and Matt followed up with a good excuse to come down. So that we agree. 
and uh, you can get it drop shipped or sent to the store and then when you come pick it up you can shop for the the gun that you want to put in there like the nice Nighthawk custom or the Korth revolver or, or any other gun we have in between so uh, yeah um, and then uh, we already talked about the other firearms and Richard's wondering about the shield plus with the optic cut and I love that gun I if I didn't already have an EDC, that would be my personal EDC. The new Shield Plus Optic Ready, and I'd probably go with the 4-inch barrel, um, I think is a great gun. I've had some good sessions with it shooting on the range, and the trigger on it's great. The grip texture's great. The size of the gun is good. It holds 10 rounds. It's, you know, the Optic Ready one. If you get the Performance Center one, it comes with fiber optic sights. You can put the red dot optic on it. There's models that come with the Crimson Trace red dot optic, the mini one that they make. And, you know, I just think it's a great gun, affordable. The price point's good, and it runs like a champ, and it's easy to shoot. So there you have that. Um, but it's a great gun, and we have them in stock. Um, we also uh, had some questions about that as a follow-up to that other discussion where we were talking about um, and I said, if you're going to make one of those, you're going to have to do it. If it's a new gun, it's going to have to be a fixed mag. If you get a pre-Healy uh, lower from a friend or a gun from a friend, you could probably convert it into that. Although I don't know what the legal implications are of going from a rifle to an other. Because the other isn't considered a pistol, it's probably fine. Um, I know like you can't take a rifle and convert it to a pistol. You can take a rifle and convert it to a short-barreled uh, rifle, uh, but you can't like take the stock off and put a pistol brace on and just call it a pistol with a shorter barrel than 16. Like, um, but if you purpose build a gun from a virgin stripped receiver, you can build that into a pistol, um, and it can always go to a rifle from there. It just can't go the other way. It can't go from a rifle to a pistol. So yeah, clear as mud. Um, and that's all federal law, not just state law, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so uh, he followed up and said, what is a fixed mag? And basically a fixed mag is on any modern AR sold in the state, uh, newly manufactured, it would have to be considered a fixed mag. In other words, it was originally manufactured as a fixed mag firearm. So the magazine does not come out of the gun. And you're like, well, then how the heck do you load it? And that's a fair question. So there's two ways. One is the clum uh, clumsy way, which is you pull the rear pin, hinge it open, and top load the magazine, close it, and charge it, and good to go. The second is you buy either the Bear Flag Defense or the Mean Arms MA Loader, which looks like a uh, magazine, but it's not. And it goes in the ejection port, and you simply push down on it, and it top loads 10 rounds into your mag. And then you pull it out, the bolt goes forward, and you're ready to shoot. It's just as fast as a mag change. So that's a good option um, if you are so inclined to get one of those. So, all right. Um, if you are going to travel with a firearm, like everybody asks about, or you want to travel to multiple states, you want to get licensed in multiple states, take our Utah non-resident class. 36 state has reciprocity with it. And uh, you can get everything you need at the class at the end of the class. So go to capegunworks.com and click on the class link to book the class today. You don't want to miss it. All right, this is Rapid Fire, and I'm Toby Leary. We'll be right back.
made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal punch defensive hollow point ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. Snap safe, featuring a pry resistant 316th inch solid steel door, 2300 degree Fahrenheit one hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. Snap safe, a modular safe with welded safe security. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281 603 0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. And I enjoy talking guns with you guys. This is the 2A show that's dedicated to all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And you can call into the show and record live. That number is up on the screen. Or you can type into the chat and we'll get to your questions. And make sure you get signed up at capegunworks.com. Follow us on all the usual suspects of social media platforms. Our handle is at capegunworks. And find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you got that long drive ahead of you, you want to listen to Rapid Fire, my soothing, calming voice will make the time go by quicker. And if you have insomnia and you want to listen to me as you fall asleep, I'll put you right to sleep. I have that effect on people, but... <laughs> There's your alarm clock, wake-up call. All right, so um, we were talking about the Fixed Mag AR, and uh, after expounding on all of that, uh, the, the guy on the chat says, I just want a regular AR, and it's like, man, don't we all, especially here in Afghanistan. Uh, we're behind the line, so there's good alternatives, though. I will say, if you haven't checked out the video, and Matt was asking if what was the gun I did a video of with the green barrel and that gun is the Robinson Armament XCRL and there's also an XCRM which is in the larger magazine platform like the 308 or the 65 Creedmoor but the XCRL is the 556 version um, which is a awesome alternative to an AR-15 it has the same type of controls it has a non-reciprocating side charging handle. It takes AR mags and it fires 5.56. Or you can get conversions to have it fire 6.5 Grendel, 300 Blackout, uh, 2.24 Valkyrie, um, what else? 7.62 by 39. Uh, so there's a bunch of different calibers it'll change out to. And. Uh, we have them in stock right now in a variety of calibers and even a couple different colors. And I think it's a phenomenal gun. 
runs very smooth. It's a piston-driven, uh, you know, it's a very uh, unique design with an M-Lock handrail or a key mod handrail. We've been ordering them as the competition style with the full-length handguard. So you get, you know, like a 15-inch handguard on it, which is really nice. You just have the end of the barrel with the two-port brakes sticking out. They're fully mass compliant. They're already done from the factory. You can adjust your length of pull to fit you. Um, and then um, they're great guns. They take pre-band AR mags, and they're awesome. So you can convert the caliber really easy as well. So it's it's just a great alternative. Some of the other great alternatives are the uh, Set Me L rifles, which are the Spanish military rifles, take AR mags, shoot 5.56. There's also a um, the Keltec, uh, what is it, the RDB, which takes AR mags, shoots 5.56. So there's some good alternatives to an AR-15 in this state, obviously like a Ruger Mini-14 and a Tavor, which we talked about before. CZ Bren 2, the SCAR 16S, these are some other ones. Um, so there's some good alternatives that take AR mags, they're not considered ARs, or that ACE, um, this IWI ACE rifle in 5.56, which is awesome because it takes AR mags, even though it's a little bit more like AK hybrid. And then we have the M&M M10X rifle, which is like a hybrid rifle as well, that takes 762 by 39 and takes AK mags. So that's cool. And that ACE by IWI is also available in 762 by 39 and the poison bullet, the 545 by 39, that Russian equivalent of the 556, which is an interesting round to say the least. I like it. It's designed to tumble inside, uh, you know, soft tissue and uh, it, you know, is an extremely effective round. The downside to it is actually when the Russian ammo gets tight because of the ban the Biden administration put on that, uh, the, you know, of the importation of any future orders from Russia, it's going to be tight. But I know that uh, there's a couple companies that have stepped up to the plate and started making uh, 5.45 by 39 ammo. So that's a really cool gun. I actually have a AK-74, a Vepper in 5.45 by 39, and I love it. It's a pretty neat round. It's very interesting. Uh, the ammo is fairly abundant, and um, hopefully it'll stick around for a while. The alternative is, you know, companies are going to have to start mass producing it because the Russian cheap stuff is going to go by the wayside eventually. So anyway, that's that. And um, the But there are some good alternatives to the AR. So I know a lot of people just have to have an AR. And, you know, my recommendation is get a either a fixed mag one or get pony up and get a pre-band. Then you can do what you want to it. Uh, so there you have it. And Hustle's saying, why don't we carry any pick rail adapters? He had to order his stuff off Amazon. I'm like, what? What's up with that, man? No, we got pick rail adapters. We have them in M-Lock and we have them in Key Mod, Key Mod here in the store. So sometimes if you don't see it it doesn't mean we don't have it you might have to ask we're we're constantly rejiggering the the retail displays to find out how we like it I, I apologize stuff does get moved around quite a bit here and it's not because we just want to keep you on your toes it is we're trying to find the best workflow and and visual 
you know, vis make it visually appealing to those who come in. So we do have those in stock, though. And anything we don't have, we can always get for you. Um, and Ryan says he picked up two SIG 320 FCUs on Christmas Eve, and he got a two-year two membership the following Monday. And he ran both builds at the range this Monday, and they ran flawlessly. Such a great facility. Well, thank you for the feedback, Ryan. And uh, I'm glad your FCUs ran flawlessly. It is a really cool way to kind of build your own gun. What he's talking about is SIG makes these things called FCUs, the fire control units in in the 320 model and the 365 model. And here's the dirty little secret. Because you're buying just the, the fire control unit, it's not considered a firearm in Massachusetts. It is federally, so you do the paperwork when you buy it. And then you put it all together and you just made yourself a gun that would not normally be mass compliant because it doesn't have the dreaded thumb safety and all that stuff. But you've made yourself the free state version of that gun here in Massachusetts and it's perfectly legal for you to own and shoot and carry and you just have seven days to register it after you build it so that's a cool thing to do it's kind of a hobbyist type of fun gun build so there you have that and that's the first hour in the bag if you're listening on the radio please join us again next week if you're listening online the show ends here but it goes on for another hour so tune in at capegunworks.com click on the rapid fire icon and you can join us on the range to hear extended uh, or to hear extended answers to your questions so freedom will always be on the right side of history i'm toby leary don't go away we will be right back or we will see you next week god bless and take care tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road, Hyannis, or capegunworks.com. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts. 
so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome to Rapid Fire, sponsored by Vortex Optics. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and tune in at capegunworks.com. Click on Rapid Fire to join the conversation every week. We appreciate you guys, and remember us to like us on uh, all the social platforms that you go to. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Parlor, Twitch, Daily Motion, Telegram, Rumble, Getter. And uh, Getter has us back on, even after a, a little pause, a little hiccup, a speed bump. Uh, I don't know what happened there, but we're back. So <laughs> go figure. Um, but anyway, we're glad you're here. And however you listen to us, whether it be on a podcast or on our website or uh, on social media or you know live as we record or on the radio, we're happy no matter what way it is. So... And if you miss a show, you can always go back to the archives and listen to it on Cape Gunworks. And we get to your questions as we record live. And uh, we're also going to go straight to the phone this hour. We have Frank on the line who has a question about a Smith & Wesson revolver. How are you doing, Frank? I'm good, uh, Toby. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for the call. Great. Uh, yeah, so I uh, actually um, I bought, I ordered this online and came down and picked it up from you guys. Back in the spring, great transaction, beautiful revolver. It's the Smith Wesson N610, uh, chambered in. Uh, it's a 10 millimeter. Mm. Also takes the 40 cal. Uh, anyway, in the four inch barrel. So I shot it for a few months. Probably put a, a couple hundred rounds through it, and then the cylinder started uh, acting a little funny. Um, it wouldn't uh, open up easily for me. I'd have to, you know, tap it on the wood to get it open, and then. It wouldn't close easily for me. 
you know, I just was closing it with my thumb. Um, and uh, so now, having said all that, it just started to misfire uh, on occasion. So it's off balance. You know, I, I, um, I, I moved the ejection rod around. I did everything that I could. Sure. Uh, what do you think? What do you think the problem would be, or what's my best solution? Let me ask a quick diagnostic question, and that is, would it be hard to open the cylinder? when you've shot all the rounds or did was there still a few rounds in the cylinder when you tried to open it live no bob uh, that was that was after um you know i fired all six rounds in the cylinder and then it, it would be uh it, it would be hard to open okay uh i ask that question because sometimes uh you know you have a straight wall cartridge like a nine millimeter or a ten millimeter uh and it, the inertia of shooting around creates bullet creep. So the bullets of the ones that are unfired actually slide out of the case a little bit, now extend past the cylinder to create a jam or a, you know, something where you can't advance the next round. And then if you were to try to pop it open, it could be rubbing. So that's why I asked that clarifying question. There has been known issues with straight-walled, you know, cartridges in a revolver, and a lot of people will steer clear of nine millimeter or ten millimeter for that reason. And I, I frankly, because you can't get a good bullet crimp on a on a straight walled cartridge like that. Um, but I don't think that's the issue you're describing. So I would say let's get it back to Smith and Wesson and uh, let them tune it up for you, put it through their their gunsmith shop they'll take care of it no charge and uh they're very good about turning turnaround so it doesn't sound like it should be um you know performing like that obviously it shouldn't be performing like that that's a very good quality high quality um firearm and so i want to make sure that it's running smooth for you so let's get that back to smith and wesson you could actually ship it directly to them yourself and they'll ship it directly back to your door or a by all means, we'll offer that service for you if you want to bring it in, whatever works out best for you, and uh, we'll get them to take a peek at it for you because it's certainly under warranty. So, it and uh, my gunsmith is chiming in right now, and he says that sounds like a factory issue, and I would agree with that. So, um, the uh, we'll we'll get it back and get a quick turnaround for you. Does that sound okay, fair? Okay, great. Uh, that does absolutely. So, uh, you know, I've never should I contact Smith and Wesson? I've how do I yeah. send it through the mail? Yep, you'll, you'll contact them. They'll give you an, a return authorization, an RA number, and uh, you'll just ship it directly to their gunsmithing department. And uh, then, you know, the only requirement is that you do two-day air. Um, you, whenever you ship a pistol through to anywhere, you got to do it overnight or two-day air. And you just want to okay. get your tracking and whatnot. But you can ship it directly to Smith & Wesson. Just call them first. And uh, if that's more convenient for you, then, you know, they'll and they'll ship it right back to your door. It doesn't have to come back to the FFL. So um, you're good to go okay. there. Okay, great. Um, I guess just my final question is, do you know, I know they were moving from Springfield. Are they still there? They are still in Springfield uh, at the moment. And uh, we. Tr I tried to get to this on the last show I did, but I ran out of time. So I'm glad you prompted it. But um you know, somebody asked uh, what, how I felt about that, and I feel that um, Smith & Wesson was trying to do everything to stay here, but at the end of the day, um, about 50% of their business was on the table that was set to be taken off the table if 
the representative who doesn't really represent them well uh, in Springfield had his way and banned all guns that could not be sold in Massachusetts from manufacture here in this state. And so um, they couldn't take that chance, so they ended up uh, punting and uh, saying, well, we're going to go to a state that's going to throw the doors open. They are going to leave about 700 people here in Massachusetts to manufacture revolvers. So I think your gun would be unaffected by it no matter what. Um, so, you know, revolvers will continue to be made in Massachusetts because for the foreseeable future, some idiot uh, politician isn't trying to ban revolvers yet. So um, fortunately, and, you know, I mean, can, and can you believe that this guy is he's serving his constituents by taking their jobs away? Right. Know? That's really a great job he's done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have about 2,500 hourly employees right now with great benefits and good steady work and, you know, a good solid, uh, you know, job. And now they're going to have to make a decision whether to uproot and move with the company or to find another job in their area. So that's a horrible decision yeah. to have to make. And, uh, but. It is. Yeah, thank you for the lack okay. of representation. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, thanks for the call, Frank. All right, uh, thanks. Obi. I appreciate right. it. And uh, right. yeah, so, you know, think about that. Like your rep is now taking your job away. And you know what's funny is people always say, um, hey, uh, well, how does he, well, you know, what, the, I mean, what? how can he get away with that? And the point is they don't care about you. Politicians don't care about you. I hate to say it. And maybe there's an exception to the rule. But they all raise their right hand. And, you know, there are a few exceptions to the rule. But they all raise their right hand. And then some of them uh, go ahead and vote continually to violate your rights as an American citizen. And you know, want to take them away, want to infringe on them, want to make it harder for you to do your business and, you know, your family and et cetera, et cetera. And they look at you like the piggy bank. They reach in your pocket, pull out money whenever they need some for whatever pet project they have. So it's fun. Yeah. All right. We will be right back. And if you haven't signed up for a class, go to capegunworks.com, click on classes and you'll see what we got on the agenda and if you don't have your license we have uh, license to carry classes including couples and ladies only classes so go check it out at capegunworks.com and we will be right back this is rapid fire If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC-3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC-3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, 
keeps you on target out to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC3. Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks, excited about the change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, take a class, and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your fast-moving weekly show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. I'm your host, Toby Leary, co-owner of Cape Gunworks. And if you've never been to Cape Gunworks, come on down. We would like to help you out. It's worth the trip. And if you're a local regular, we thank you. And uh, But we're happy to be doing this show. And it was funny on the break, we were kind of joking how... Um, we talk about guns, we tell prices of guns, we guns we like, and we put the number up to call and make a reservation or whatever. And and uh, I'm like, this is actually like the gun QVC, you know. <laughs> so we're like QVC here without being able to get a uh, model to display the gun. And uh, it would be cool if I'm sure we would get torn down off every social media platform instantly if we ever did that. But we get... The Vanna White and uh, yeah, the Vanna White. You know, this is an AK-47, and there's actually a pretty funny. Um, there's actually a pretty funny uh, like parody of QVC where they're uh, shooting, not shooting, but they're uh, selling the AK-47. And oh my gosh, it is really funny. You guys got to try and search that up. And it's the funniest part of it is they're actually trying to show the ridiculous nature of being able to buy a firearm in, in America. Because I think it's a British TV that does the parody or something, but they're basically doing the online thing. And they're like, you know, and here you can buy, you know, this handbag and blah, 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 blah. All right, on to our next item. And it's the AK-47, you know, used by child terrorists around the world. And it has a rate of fire of this, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, that's right, Jen. And he comes on and he's they're shooting it and they're blowing stuff up. And it was, it, it's absolutely hysterical and really well done. And I'm like, man, why can't we buy those on QVC? Like, we should be able to. Like, what the heck's wrong with this country? And they're like, you know, of course, they're taking it to the extreme that it's, AK-47, fully automatic, you know, bayonet lug and grenade launcher and, you know, all this stuff. But um, it's a pretty good parody. And, and uh, but there's a lot of good truth to it. Like, yeah, we should be a, the good old days, you know, when you could order that new shotgun out of the Sears Roebuck catalog. You could get the new Ted Williams pump, you know, Wingmaster field grade, you know, Upland, whatever, 
and you know you were a kid out of the back of the boys life magazine you could order that new bolt action 22 you know that uh whatever you could get the lever action 22 the the marlin you know right out of the magazine and have it shipped to your door and you know nowadays it's like people think it's i I love reading signs at these protests where a woman holds up a sign it should be harder to buy a gun than take out a library book and it's like let me ask you a question when's the last time you tried to buy a gun (laughs) because anyway that's the way it goes um but I, th- I see that my gunsmith has completely taken over the chat here. And so uh, he is chat takeover territory. And uh, if you're not following Shooting Gallery New England, go follow him and then take over his chat for rapid fire. So just saying. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. We like having Joe. Joe, our gunsmith, is going to be a guest of this show. And we probably should have done that today, but we'll do it maybe next week. So. I'm threatening to have him on the show, and I have been for a long time. And it's time to make good on that threat. So we'll get Joe. Although Joe is a little bit sour grapes right now with me because I beat him in the Gunmakers match, and he came in and kind of talked a little crap and said, hey, I'm going to you know, beat you down in the Gunmakers match, and if I do, then – you know, you have to come on my podcast or you got to have me on your show or something, Ah! something like that. And he goes, and if I lose, I'll work all four Sundays in January. I said, okay, deal. He didn't say for free. Of course, I got to pay him. But uh, (laughs) then I I summarily beat him in the gunmakers match. And now he's accusing me of sandbagging him. I'm like, how was I sandbagging you when this was your proposal it wasn't like i you dirty varmint i didn't say hey come on in pal i got a deal for you i don't shoot very good and i heard you're a really good shot but if i beat you maybe you could come in in the next four sundays and work on your day off and i'm telling stories out of school here but at the at the uh holiday party at on sunday night his wife thanked me and said Thank you for beating him because that gets him out of my hair on Sundays. I can do the stuff I need to do, and I don't have to run around and do his errands. He's going to be at work. So, hey, man, I just – I'm doing my part to make families closer and happier. And uh, Cape Gunworks a stronger place by having a gunsmith here on the weekend. And um, <laughs> Toy Town is saying, tell Joe congrats on the new <laughs> There's a vicious rumor going around nice. that Joe's wife is pregnant, which I don't think is true. But uh, you know, I'd I wouldn't want to rule it out completely. But anyway, um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, he's saying I'm sand. Incoming. I sandbagged him, but I don't. You know, if I orchestrated sandbagging him, that is the most brilliant move ever because. I didn't even realize I was doing it. So my subconscious has reached a new level in which it takes over and, you know, helps me uh, sandbag people without my my knowledge. So anyway, yeah, Chris says, Toby saving marriages. That's right, man. We are getting it done. And by the way, stay tuned at the end of this episode of Rapid Fire for a special shooting 
an announcement. Um, we are going to try and do this. I, I sometimes peter out and lose interest in any in a lot of these things that I put out there. But I said for 2022, let's try a new thing at Cape Gunworks, or at least for rapid fire or for whatever it is, um, for the Instagram or the YouTubes. We're going to do an episode called, uh, we're going to do a new little thing called Toby Takes on the World. And I'm going to have some, you know, uh, shooting matches with certain people and and we'll see if I win or lose and it doesn't really matter um, there's nothing really at stake here other than reputation um, but there's a cool twist to the match we did which you will see on the video if you stick around and by the time this airs on the radio you can go over to Cape Gunworks YouTube channel and you'll see it there maybe even on some other social media platforms but for sure, some other super social media platforms. But it just got the creative juices flowing, and we're going to have some fun with it. So uh, the first episode, first ever, the initial pilot season opener of Toby Takes on the World is going to happen right at the end of the show. So you want to stay tuned for that. You don't want to miss out. And uh, so, yeah, there you have that. Uh, let me see. Daryl says, sorry, I had my hands full. Matt didn't see you ask. What is also cool is the RFID chip will work with other safes as well. I have an AR gun locker that is pretty sweet. So he's talking about that gun safe for the car. And he very poignantly pointed out that you don't need to just put this Hornady car safe on the passenger side. So you don't have to reach over the center console if you don't want to. You can put it on the driver's side if you don't mind it kind of violating your knee space but um either way it'll work it's kind of either side of the car so there you go um and ps is saying hey toby can't you do that now buy any gun you want out of a magazine or website you want uh yeah i personally can with the proper license but the average citizen cannot um so unfortunately for them uh unless they want to have thousands of dollars a year in fees and a commercial uh, you know location where they're in the business of buying and selling guns for a commercial as a commercial enterprise and not just a hobby then yeah all right uh, let's see I had a question earlier that I want to get to because it is pretty cool and if I can find it here it was um, Somebody was asking me if I have any experience with the brand new Smith & Wesson CSX. It is a single action only 9mm hybrid. And yes, I did see this gun back in June when I visited Smith & Wesson. I'm part of the Retail Advisory Council. And um, they showed it to us. And I wasn't able to spill the beans on it until it came out. And now that it's been out in the media... Um, it is a pretty cool little gun. I found it interesting to be that it is the first kind of deviation of Smith & Wesson leaving the M&P series. So all of the military and police series of pistols, you know, all of their defensive handguns have that uh, moniker of M&P, whether it be the Shield or the Shield EZ or the um, Shield Plus or the M&P compact full size blah 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 whatever 
models they they make they they've really haven't gone outside that MMP kind of paradigm and this is their first uh, you know waiting outside of that with exception to the guns that have existed that have existed for a long time like the 1911 and their revolver series but this is a uh, pretty cool gun the CSX it's a single action nine millimeter um, and it has a little bit it pays homage to the MMP uh, with the back strap of it and like the mag release etc but and the slide cuts and whatnot but it's not just another MMP it was definitely made as a um, like a single cool single action gun more along the lines of uh, say the SIG 938 or you know a smaller single action 9mm uh, 1911 style but it's a pretty cool gun and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it becoming mass compliant and uh, hopefully it will but um, it's it's a pretty interesting ground up new design it does pay homage to 1911 in the MP pistol but anyway I digress check it out online if you want uh, we have private archery lessons back here at Cape Gunworks check out the calendar to schedule a one-on-one -on -one archery lesson with Dylan our new archery guru Go to capegunworks.com and click on the classes today to book one. And we have lots of new archery stuff, so check it out. All right, we'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. Don't go away. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect no matter what you trust it with we've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards security is at the forefront of our thoughts so no unwanted guest the vt10i provides multiple quick and simple access points including high resolution biometrics backlit numeric keys key entry and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong. And Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from US Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA 
to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And I'm your host, Toby Leary. And join us every week. If you go to CapeGunWorks.com, click on Rapid Fire, get signed up to be notified when we go live. And we'll answer your questions as they roll in. So that's what we've been doing. Got to a lot of your questions in the first hour, and we'll get to more. And you can also call into the show like Frank did earlier. If you want to ask a question, it's easier than typing. Or if you're driving and you don't want to sit there and pull over to type your question in, we'll we'll get to you on the phone line. So uh, unfortunately, we don't have the capacity to take calls on the radio. So if you're listening on the radio, that's why I don't give out the number. Because you're, if you're watching, you see it and uh, you don't hear me say it. But we'll, we might change that someday and start to do a little bit of a live show on the air that would be kind of cool or on the radio I should say so one thing that's really cool is a product release that I saw come out um, today you know pre shot show shot show is usually the big product release day or debut of a lot of guns and this one kind of came out um, and caught me off guard because usually I have a little bit of a heads up about stuff like this coming up but this is one that has really piqued my interest because it's a a, two companies I really like, and B, an interesting caliber. Um, so basically, uh, they've released two guns that are going to uh, be chambered in this brand new caliber called the 30 Super Carry cartridge. So the 30 Super Carry. So it's not to be confused with 38 Super. It's a 30 Super Carry. <laughs> so uh, it's interesting, but... Uh, Nighthawk is coming out with it in the GRP as a um, uh, you know production gun chambered in um, in 30 Super Carry, and that intrigues me because I love Nighthawk, and maybe they'll add that to the uh, target shooting roster as well. And we sell a ton of Nighthawks. In fact, that is one gun I cannot keep in stock for the life of me. Um, right now we have two that are available online for out-of-state, and that's about it. Uh, two of them that are wicked cool. I have a commander size and an officer's size, um, both in 9mm, and they're super awesome guns. But um, they also have guns that are on the Massachusetts target shooting roster, so it has to be a 5-inch barrel to be considered for the target shooting roster. So uh, hopefully they will get the get the GRP on that target shooting roster chambered in the 30 Super Carry. So what's neat about this, Smith & Wesson is also going to come out with it in the M&P Shield EZ and in the Shield Plus. So what makes that really cool is the diameter is 30 caliber, unlike 38, which is 9mm, is 38 caliber. So the bullet diameter is a little bit smaller. The, the length of the cartridge is a little bit longer. So I'm sure ballistically it's very well suited to like a 9mm. It's same grain weight, 115 grain, and uh, but it takes up less room in the magazine. So the Shield EZ will now be, will hold 10 rounds without making the grip any bigger or whatever so um, it'll it'll work well in the three uh, in the current shield EZ 
And I think in the Shield Plus, it'll hold probably even more. Um, but I'm pretty amped up about that. And hopefully it'll hit the Massachusetts roster as well. And uh, I'm looking at some of the gel block performance of the uh, 30 Super Carry. And it looks to be delivering some really good performance. It has the same muzzle energy as 9mm Luger. The ballistic uh performance and penetration that far exceeds 380 ACP and uh, the dimensions allow chambering and handguns with reduced grip circumference and smaller overall size but you get that more magazine capacity than 9mm so sounds like a cool win for restrictive states like ours that limit you to 10 round capacity and um, you know don't have a lot of uh, offerings of of guns that you can buy because of them restricting our rights um, so maybe making the gun that's already on the approved weapons roster legal in a new caliber all they got to do is file an affidavit saying it's just a smaller diameter ca caliber they don't have to retest the gun so there's certain you know that it's cheaper for the company to get it added to the list and you know will the ammo be vastly you know abundant and whatnot will it someday supplant 380 i don't know we'll see but it's a pretty cool gun and uh it looks to have great ballistic performance and there's a lot of companies already jumping on the bandwagon i know spear gold dot is going to make a personal protection uh round for it um federal premium is making the personal defense series in 30 super carry uh, Federal Premium is making it in the uh, HST bullet design, which is a long-running, proven bullet design. Um, I know Federal is also making it in the American Eagle line for the uh, you know range type of ammo. Uh, so UMC will come out with it. Remington UMC will be a FMJ. That'll be a hundred grain uh, FMJ. They're also going to make it with the HTP, the High Terminal Performance. Uh, jacketed hollow point and cci blazer is going to make it in a range fmj so there'll be three different range ammos right off the rip and four or five carry options so it's that's pretty cool um i'm looking at i'm looking forward to seeing it and uh get my hands on one i'm gonna have to reach out to some people that uh are at smith and wesson and at nighthawk i'll call my reps and try to get one I need to get one and try it out and shoot it for myself and all that good stuff. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, whenever some company comes out with a new caliber, I'm I'm always intrigued. Like, what possesses someone to come out with a new caliber? But certain ones kind of make sense. Like 300 Blackout made sense. Like, okay, it's on the 5.56 case. It's a 30 caliber bullet that puts out good performance, and it's it's um easily suppressed because of its ability to go subsonic so a lot of people shooting suppressed um out there in free states 42 free states <laughs> but not us and uh but if you get you know in a free state that allows suppressor ownership 300 blackout makes a ton of sense and it's a great hunting round and it's certainly one of the quietest uh, calibers out there um, so I'm always like what the heck possesses a company to invent a new caliber because you know right now we're having trouble getting the <laughs> calibers that we can get 
and yet you're going to come out with a new one. So um, go figure. Uh, Matt says it'd be nice if 300 Blackout was cheaper. And I would agree with that. But right now, what's cheap? I mean, cheap is relative. 5.56 is kind of 75 cents around again. And it was two bucks around a year ago online. Uh, it never even approached a buck around here at Cape Cudworks, but still 75 cents around is a little bit more than people are used to paying. And um, that used to be the norm for 300 blackout. So 300 blackout was 75 cents around. Now it's probably a buck around. Um, and 556 was always like 35 to 50 cents around. So um, it's all relative. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm sure the uh, good quality hunting 300 blackouts probably more like a buck 50 around but when you're hunting you don't care so much and uh one of my favorite ammo companies fort scott munitions makes a 300 blackout you can get it uh subsonic or supersonic and they're great for hunting so i'm actually going on a hunt in a couple of weeks i'm going to texas uh with u.s law shield and uh i'm going to be carrying the I'm going to be using the AR-10 I built to go to Canada and then realize too late that I can't bring an AR-10 to Canada because it's they don't allow it. Um, so I'll get to use the 308 I built like five years ago to go to Canada with. And I can use. I'll go to the free state of Texas and you can hunt suppressed in Texas. So I'll be bringing the Gemtech uh, 762 can with it to preserve my ears when I shoot the big buck. And I'll be using the Fort Scott Munitions Tumble on Impact round because A, it's match grade, and B, it is extremely lethal. So once that round gets into soft tissue, it tumbles and creates a massive wound cavity. So that is what I am going to use for my hunt coming up. They need to be a sponsor of the show. I agree. What's up, Fort Scott Munitions? We're calling you out on the air. I'm going to have to call them out. Um I'll call my rep. We'll make it happen. We'll see how it can go. But Federal is a sponsor, so maybe I should hunt with their, you know, hunting round down there. Maybe I should know where my bread is buttered. But you know what? I don't mind pimping products that I am a big believer in. <laughs> and I like Fort Scott Munitions stuff. So uh, it isn't all about the dollar bills here at Cape Gunworks. We're on rapid fire. So. Nice. <laughs> We, we go with our morals here, but Federal makes a phenomenal product. And their punch ammo is great, by the way. Especially, I love what they did with the 22 LR because there are some people who use 22 for defensive reasons. And uh, so if, if that's you, you're going to have to make sure that you get the punch, the Federal Punch 22, which is designed with self-defense in mind. So anyway, um, let's see here. Matt says, I got into the firearms world in the midst of the price hike when 9mm was almost a buck around. So you're living in the glory days right now, Matt, when you're used to paying nine, a buck around for 9mm and now it's back down around 50 cents um, or even less. You're like, woohoo, this is awesome. Um, for those of us who've been shooting for a while, we're kind of like, oh, I remember the good old days when you could buy a box of 9mm for 10 bucks, you know, or 11.99 or whatever. But those days are long gone. So anyway, um, Toy Town wants to know what the correct way to inform of an address change is. Got mixed info. Um, I would call the state first and say, you know, I'll give you the number. 
It's 617-660-4722. And I'll type that into the chat. 617-660-4722 and tell them you need to change your address. And then I would call your local PD and tell them you're moving. And then I would call the new PD that you're going to and inform them that, that you're now a resident of their town. They're probably not going to reissue the license. They're going to update it in the computer. If you have any restrictions on your license when you move, um, they'll probably stay there till renewal. And uh, they, But they probably won't put a restriction on your license when you move into a town if you're going to a more restrictive town. So I will list that number again. It's 617-660-4722. That is also the number that you can call if you need to check the status of your license to carry. If you've reapplied and you're wondering when it's going to be issued, where is it in the process, you can call that number. You can also use that to retrieve your PIN number. So it's the PIN retrieval hotline. So if you are going to come to the local gun store and you're a mass resident and you got your license to carry and you're like, cool, I'm going to buy a gun. I'm going to exercise my Second Amendment rights. And when you get there, they're like, do you have your PIN number? And you're like, my what? The PIN number, that six-digit code they sent you when you got your LTC or whatever digit code. There are some five and four-digit numbers. They're very rare, but for the most part, six-digit. And you're like, uh, I don't know what I did with that. Like, I didn't know I needed to keep that. I threw it away. Well, you can call that number, and they'll give you your PIN number as well. So then you can go in and exercise your Second Amendment rights, which shall not be infringed, except if you live in Massachusetts. Yeah, that too. All right. If you're a retired law enforcement officer, you can carry in all 50 states if you get the Leosa qualified license, and we offer that class. Go to capegunworks.com, click on classes to sign up today so you can exercise your right in all 50 states. Do it. All right, we will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal Punch defensive hollow point ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. Snap safe. Featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today.
Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and join us every week for the only show in New England that is dedicated to all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. So we talk about self-defense, we talk about guns, we talk about whatever else as it pertains to freedom in the American way. So we're glad you're here, we're glad you're listening, and hopefully you are entertained, as Maximus said in the arena when he slaughtered that guy in gladiator that's kind of how i feel every once in a while kind of like you can't you really can't tell the difference between claudius maximus and myself it's like you know, <laughs> slaying the slaying those who are in our way but not really just figuratively <laughs> yeah in some cases competitively so stay tuned for that video after this broadcast. <laughs> Little teaser out there. But anyway, um, let's get right back to the questions. Uh, Rob B. is asking, let's see, he's saying, um, I have a question about registering the AR pistol. When registering it in the portal, select Armalite, low capacity, and whatever size the barrel is correct. And yes, that is definitely not a high-capacity weapon um, with a fixed mag AR. So you just whoever the maker is of the lower is the company that you'll register, and um, you just put in the barrel length and what whatever attributes it asks you about. I think it's just you know whether it's high capacity or low capacity, whether it's a pistol, a shotgun, or a rifle, and what the barrel length is. So um, put all that info in and submit it. And uh, so that's all you got to do. Pretty easy, and um, you you know you don't you don't have to declare it as an assault weapon or anything because it's not an assault weapon. So um, that's the that's the way the way that you do it. You know. And uh, getting back to the question uh, behind before the break uh, that Toy Town was asking about, how do you notify them about an address change? And uh, he says. Um, it's the same town, but Gola has three different places listed. I think they mean the three different places as far as if you're moving out of town into a new town. So that's why they list three different places. But if you're staying in the same town, all you're going to do is notify the chief law enforcement a agency of your town, whatever the town police is, of where your new address is, and then call the, um, the Firearms Licensing Record Bureau and uh, at that number that I posted and you'll be good to go. So anyway, um, all right, cool. Uh, so yeah, there's some cool and interesting stuff that's coming out uh, here prior to um, SHOT Show. And I think this is going to be a real interesting year for SHOT Show. It's going to be kind of that one of those make or break years. They have a mask mandate at the Venetian, so where the, where the SHOT Show is held. Um, and I would say that it's going to cause a lot of people not to want to go. Um, they don't have any vaccine requirement or, you know, any other thing like that. Um, but they do require masks be worn. And it's going to be very difficult to talk in booths and get business done with masks on them. You know, I, for that reason, I'm not going this year. I, I don't think it's exclusively the mask mandate. But... I just don't want to try and conduct business for a week with a mask on. It would be miserable. 
and uh, but that's probably the overriding reason I'm not going. And um, not to mention, a whole slew of manufacturers aren't going this year, including like Nighthawk and Sig and a bunch of other major manufacturers. So it's interesting that they are not going. Um, and for that reason, I think it's going to be one of the weaker years for SHOT Show, and I hope that they recover, and the NSSF, which does a phenomenal job on that show, I don't want to see it go away. I hope it isn't just another, like, minor show. It is the show, so. Anyway, the pepper spray class is back, guys. It's in February, and this is a class for all the people who want to learn about less than lethal options in defense. Um, it's a class where you're gonna actually dispense a water-based propellant spray in the class, and you're gonna learn all facets of non-lethal defense. Go to capegunworks.com and click on classes to sign up today. We'll be right back, don't go away. This is Rapid Fire. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. And get signed up today at capegunworks.com to be alerted when we go live. Because we want you to be a part of the conversation. We're answering your questions. We'll take your calls. And uh, many people's voice contributing is better than just me droning on about all the stuff that interests me. Although I find the stuff that interests me very interesting. I'm not sure you will. You want to talk about you every once in a while, like Toby Keith says, I want to talk about me, right? A good song. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's a great article I recommend everybody read on MLand.com, and it's talking about what we mentioned in the first hour, why political moderates are walking away from gun control. And it's a good article um, by, uh, let's see, it's written by, I'll tell you who it's written by. Um, Rob Morse, and he writes about gun rights at Ammo Land and Clash Daily and Second Call Defense. And uh, he's a host of a self-defense gun stories podcast. And that show, by the way, is pretty good. I I listened to some of that um, last week. Uh, there was a really good show last week added to their podcast, and they outlined four defensive shooting events that happened in recent news that really the mainstream media didn't want to talk about. So they conveniently left it out of the nightly news and the 
where four people used a gun to defend themselves against an attack, a violent attack, um, a violent, deadly attack. And um, they just, the, the media is absolutely silent on it. All you ever hear about is when uh, evil people take a gun and, you know, commit all kinds of atrocities with them. And that's just the media narrative that they want you to hear. Um, there's also a new ATF rule for secure gun storage uh, and antique firearms. So um, you're going to want to look into that. Um, the ATF is changing the rules yet again. Surprise, surprise. This is my shocked face for all of you out there watching. Uh, this is how surprised I am that the ATF is changing the rules. Why? So, yeah, they love to do that. Um, so it deals uh, with the availability of secure gun storage and safe de safety devices at licensed gun dealers. And it deals with the definition of antique firearm, which we talked about in the first hour. The uh, rule was proposed five years ago on May 26, 2016, but it has now just been finalized and published to the National Registry. There is nothing earth-shaking about the new rule for private gun owners. The new regulation primarily applies to the federal firearms licensees, which is taking a page directly out of Maura Healy's playbook. Like, politicians aren't stupid. They go, all right, we got about 100 million gun owners out there, right? So any rule we make, a rule change that affects a hundred million people is kind of tough to enforce, but there's a, you know, probably a few thousand, whatever it is, you know, I don't know how many might be a hundred thousand FFLs out there. And it's a lot easier to apply any rule changes to the dealer level. So they basically can put the screws to the dealers and ultimately get the enforcement of of it abroad throughout the other 100 million people. So the way it works worked in this state was um, the uh, enforcement notice that was issued or the edict as it's call, uh, called in um, less, uh, less respectful forums, if you will, um, it would be when Maura Healy issued this edict to gun dealers and on the day that'll live in infamy, 7-2016, and basically changed everything through the whole world of guns in Massachusetts upside down. So uh, they basically took a play, uh, you know, and, and it only affects gun dealers. Although they reserve the right to, you know, charge a, a private citizen, they don't because they know that'll start Civil War 2.0. And so they're not willing to do that. So they're just going to restrict the people that have to come to them and ask for a license in order to do business. So there you go. Um, but the definition of an antique firearm has the wording for rifles changed from the explosive in a fixed metallic cartridge to an explosive. Likewise, the language for a shotgun was changed from the explosive in a fixed shotgun shell to just an explosive. And this change Although it seems minor, would in, would move muzzle-loading devices and flintlock pistols made before 1898 to the antique firearms category, 
and the ATF states that the new rule amends ATF regulations to account for the existing statutory requirement that applicants for federal firearms dealer licenses certify that secure gun storage or safety devices will be available at any place where firearms are sold, the, not, the license to non-licensed individuals. So basically the FFLs must maintain usable safety devices for all firearms for sale. And that's a requirement in Massachusetts, so it's not going to change or affect us here in Massachusetts at all. But still, you know, it's just the moving of the goalposts. So it drives me crazy that a regulatory agency can make, in a lot of cases, catastrophic changes to the way that they enforce their regulations to the point where it's a new law it effectively is creating a new law and they don't have to be an elected official they don't have to get you know a majority vote they don't have to get it ratified by the president or a governor and they don't have to get it uh, interpreted by a judge maybe it will be some point when it's challenged legally but the point is they circumnavigate the whole legislative process and they just change arbitrarily to fit whatever the whim or the will of the administration that's in power their wishes are so there you have that guys end of the show already holy smokes that's why we call it rapid fire because it goes quick and uh another show in the bag but remember you can always tune in here at capegunworks.com click on rapid fire and stay tuned for extra content after the show you don't want to miss it But keep up the good fight. Be an advocate in your local community. Uh, Be a good, responsible gun owner. And put on the face of gun ownership, responsible gun ownership in your community. As Americans, we can overcome anything. I'm Toby Leary. God bless. And stay tuned. And we'll see you next week.